our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom if he come, surely I will see you. Who was the pastor of Timothy? Okay, so was Barnabas his pastor? Huh? Was any Peter, Simon Peter, or John? Who was who was his pastor? Paul. Okay, and who's writing right there about Timothy? Our brother Timothy is set at liberty. Amen. And men make problems, scholars, the, theologian, smart, and they puzzle. Is Paul wrote it or didn't he? Barnabas wrote it. That's not even anything to debate. It said Timothy did. That's what it said. And until somebody show me when I get to heaven, then I will accept. But right here on earth, I'm prepared to say, this is Timothy and Paul. <laughs> Amen. Timothy, my son, in the common faith. So look up there. Timothy and Titus and all these men. Who were their pastor? Paul. That's common sense. That's not even something to think about. See? And uh, uh, so anyway, that's not what I'm talking about tonight. But uh, you, you got that uh, Exodus? And you have to study that because when I, I get to that, then you will you will uh, understand because that was the um, that was the tabernacle that went through the wilderness, okay, in Exodus chapter 25. And now we have the church that's going through the wilderness of this world. So there was a pattern under the law, but now we have another pattern to follow. Jesus Christ is our example, is our pattern. Alright, so you understand the Old Testament, you will understand the New Testament. You don't understand the Old Testament, you won't understand the New Testament. So, uh, you have to be taught the Word of God. But this morning was wonderful, and I appreciate you for listening to the Word of God. I appreciate um, Alvin for his good word. And brother, we really miss you. And I, uh, when you, when you, the first time uh, you got up and gave a word a few weeks before you were sick, and I, I just ponder, and my wife and I, we, 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 we talk about it, and I ponder on it, and uh, you were just a blessing. You can't, uh, I mean, couldn't say any more to the church. God used you more than you realize to confirm and to put comfort. God can use anybody. He use a piece of stick. He can use a bone of, of a donkey. He can use anything. And I knew that God had sent you with a simple word. Okay, of confirmation of what God was doing. This brother doesn't even know anything about the church. But he came and he, uh, he got up and he says, this is, the, 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 this is what God, you know, love. in other words, God loves this church. Amen. And God loves you. That's what he did. Remember that time he was here? And when he stood up, and I appreciate that so much, I couldn't forget. So when I came here this afternoon and I saw you, I was so glad. I'm glad to see you. And I didn't know you were sick. Okay, but you need to leave your your number so Andre can um, somebody will call you, amen. But you you also is loved by this church, and we love you for how you um, how you love the Lord and love the church, amen. Thank you for loving the church, and you found love in this church. We appreciate that. Okay, now 
let me go on uh, tonight. Is that all right with you all? Got a little more of the word of God because God is doing an awesome thing. Now, the book of Revelation, okay? It's no book to play with. None of the Bible is to be played with. But the, uh, but the book of Revelation uh, uh, brings us to the end. It goes in the past, present, future. The, it looks to the uh, it looks to the future, and we are standing. We are standing in the time of the church age, which uh, comes during the time of the Gentile age, times of the Gentiles. The the church is coming to a close. A lot of people don't believe that. The church is to phased out, not phased, but phased out. Into the kingdom. The church like you know it. Is going to phase that. Okay. Right now you know it as grace. Mercy. Forgiveness. But it is coming a time when it's judgment. You uh, you remember. When Jesus Christ came. I think it's in Isaiah. Also. When he said. Uh, where the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Remember that. Isaiah 60. Uh, if you. If you could look, look at that real quick. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And um, what? And sent me to bind up Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 verse 1. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he had anointed me to preach Glad tidings. That's the gospel. Unto the meek. And uh, he had sent me. Look at that. He had sent me to bind up the broken hearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Not, not the prison down downtown. You do something wrong, you'll stay there. See, not that. But it's the prison that the devil had us in. Okay? The prison of your mind. Set you free. If you're free up here in your mind, the darkness, the bondage, your mind. Okay? And God has to set us free. He came to set at liberty to, uh, the prisoners to proclaim liberty to the captives. By the, that we were captured by the devil. And the opening of the prison... To them that are bound. Satan binds us. And that's why you have to rebuke him. To come out of you and leave your life. He'll torment you and he'll drive you. Amen. He'll drive you. Evil spirits will drive you. Things that you will say and do you'll never say. But when your mind come under the control of an evil spirit. And the Bible said give no place to the devil. You just let the devil take your mind over. And you do whatever you can't get out. Because the devil does set his prisoner. Only the Lord can set you free. So he came to set the captives free. That's what the church is for. To break the spell of the devil out of your life. And to set you free. And to cause you to have liberty so you can be in the kingdom of God. Look at it right there. And to proclaim the accepted year of the... Look at that. And do what? Now, no, but notice, and I want you to pay attention to this verse too. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's now. 
Okay? <clears throat> we are there. There's two there's two dispensation right there to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord is going on right now. This is the grace age, the church age, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Uh, Ephesus, Ephesus to the Laodicea. Okay, within this dispensation. Okay, remember the things which um, the is and the things which are. We are right there now, the things which are. But it's coming to a close. And the things future, which is to come after this. After what? The church age. But during the church age, notice what he said. He says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the time when you can accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. And the day of vengeance. Notice that's different. Now. The day of vengeance comes uh, starting in chapter uh, chapter 6. When the seals are open. Right? Then you go right through there. Seven seals. Chapter 6. Okay? Go on through. Then you have the, the, uh, the day of vengeance. Okay? Uh, just before the millennium. That vengeance that upon the enemy. Why do the Eden rage? And God will judge them. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And and that little word and a lot of things around, right? Okay, it's a little word, but it's very big. And the day of vengeance. When is the day of vengeance? Right after the seven trumpets. You understand? Right, I mean, rather, rather, right, right after the catching away of the, um, of the bride. Of Jesus Christ. See the day of vengeance belongs. At the second coming of Jesus. Or just before the second coming of Christ. There's a day of vengeance. Uh, of our God. And to comfort. All those that mourn. Blessed are they that mourn. See. For they shall be comforted. Right there. Okay. Matthew speaks about it. Isaiah speaks about those that mourn. Shall be comforted. Amen. So your tears is not in vain. And uh, uh, is that it? And to a point. To a point unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty. Hallelujah. Beauty for ashes. What's the beauty for ashes? Huh? That means beauty for ashes. What do you. What Abraham said. I'm dust and ashes. This whole corner flesh. You. Me. This body that you have, it's just dust. You don't know what you're carrying around. Okay? It's going to go to the graveyard. It's dust and ashes. See? But what does he do? You serve him and he gives you beauty. Amen. He's going to give you a new body. He's going to take away that body of a corruptible body and give you beauty. Amen. A body like unto his own glorious body. That's a beautiful body. Amen. that. You get before the mirror and he makes you prettier or whatever. He can do that, but that's not what he's focusing on. Because flesh is flesh. But he gives you beauty for ashes. And notice, the oil of joy for mourning. You're sad. You don't have any joy, no peace. You seek the Lord. Get on your face and pray. And some joy. The garment, put on a garment. The, you know, a praise that the Lord has. For the spirit of heaven be called. The trees... That means the trees are the people of righteousness and the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. All right. So tonight we want to uh, go on another direction, not, not follow that, but another direction back to 
uh, Revelations 1. And this morning we stopped at uh, verse 12. We were in verse down. And I turn to see the voice that spake with me. Verse 12. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And I want to read a little more. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, uh, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. Now I want, to, I want you to feel that, alright? His head and his ear, remember Wednesday night we were describing it? His head and his ear were like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass as if they, uh, they burn in a furnace. And his voice as a sound. Look at the description. Okay. That's the way the early church started. With this kind of a beat. But by the time Revelations uh, 3 there, the Laodicean age. He was out of the church. But he was in the midst. He was even golden candlestick. But what happened? They locked him out. They closed the door on him. And he was outside and he was knocking. And Solomon tells you. And it's the voice of my beloved. I heard him but I was gone to bed. The church was sleeping. I took my shoes off, my clothes off. How can I get up? The church would not respond because the, the church was undressed. But remember now that when, uh, when the church came out of the upper, fully clothed with Jesus Christ. On the day of Pentecost, they had on the robe. They had on the white robe. They had on the mantle. It was a bright and a shining that came out upon the upper room. They were well dressed, fully clothed. And, uh, but by the time you get to the, seven, about, uh, the, sec the third chapter of Revelation, the church was fully dressed. They were naked. The Bible said, Jesus said, you're poor. He doesn't mind that. Doesn't mean that they didn't have unnatural clothes, but spiritual, poor, blind, wretched, miserable, and naked. That's what the Bible said. That's Jesus said it. And Jesus is God, the Son of God, right there. And, uh, are seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp sword. That's the word of God. You see, do you know what a sharp sword is? When Jesus speaks, it will destroy you. Or if you fall on the rock, the sword will. Uh, change you, or it will destroy you. Out of his mouth went a sharp mouth, went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance. Look at that. And his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. Verse seventeen. And when I saw him, what would you do? What would you do? I fell at his feet as dead. He laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not. I am the first and I am the last. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore. And amen. Now let's back up a little bit more. Remember the description that, uh, that John gave or the way that John saw him? But John was not the only one or the, or, or the first one that saw him. You go to uh, Daniel Chapter 10. Go to Daniel chapter 10. And I guess we'll start at verse 3. Daniel chapter 10 and verse 3. 
Amen. You, did you find it? Daniel 10. I'm trying to get it in my. Yeah, 10. Okay, verse 3. Uh, back up. Let's start at verse 1. Let, let's, uh, let, let, let's read because the scripture is powerful. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. That was his Babylonian name. Remember they were named by the king of Babylon? Okay. Uh, but he was, the real name was Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar. And the thing was true. But the time appointed was long. And he understood the things. And I notice understanding in the vision. Very important. To understand the word of God. Then the next verse says. In those days I Daniel was mourning. Three full weeks. You can't rush God. You don't get it right now. Keep seeking him. I ate no pleasant bread. I mean, he, 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 was, uh, he wasn't really fasting, full fast. But he was avoid some, but, you know, he meager food. He was eating. Neither came flesh, nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all. And I don't want to explain that because it looked like he didn't take a real hot bath. He just, you know, sponged down or whatever. He was fasting and seeking God. And so, neither did I anoint myself at all. Perfume and smell all, look dressy and, you know, gungi, you know, curl up your hair, put all kind of grease and oil and black stuff so you look nice and, you know, look here. No, it just came simple. You know, you know, playboy, pretty boy, going to the king and he's pray seeking God. No. He said, I didn't look that good. And uh, till, um, till three old weeks, were, were, were fulfilled. See, but remember, Daniel wasn't married. He was married. His wife would run into the bathroom more often. Okay? Daniel, did you take a bath today? And that was question. Daniel didn't have to answer it. And in the fourth and twentieth day of the first month, notice, pay attention, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Idikel, um, then I lifted up my... Um, my eyes and looked and behold a certain man. Alright, this is wonderful. A certain man. That's what you need. A, a visitation from that certain man. A certain man clothed in what? Linen whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphas. Now let's read his body also was like the bearer, and his face as the appearance of lightning. Does that remind you of anywhere? And his eyes as lamps of fire. Remember, out of his eyes, flame of fire. And his arms and his feet like in the color of polished brass. Does burning brass in Revelation tell you anything? And the voice of his words. Like the voice of a multitude. That's many waters. Revelation saw. Okay. And I Daniel alone. Hey. Notice everybody didn't see that. Just like today. Everybody's not going to see Christ. Like he really is. Because today the church. 
Push him out. Okay, he's not welcome. How do you push Christ out? How do how do we how can I push Christ out? Well, just tell him what you want him to do. Instead of finding out what he wants to do for you. What will you have me to do, Lord? Hmm? Just go and tell him, I want you to do that, and I want you to do that. Begin to order him around. Just begin to command him. Okay, you're not submitting, but you're telling him what to do, what you want. You come in here with a program. Okay, you you have your own agenda. You tell him that. You don't have to listen to him. You already know it. So Lord, I don't need a lot of help, just a little help. But when I need when I need you, I'll call you. You understand how the church do it, huh? Lord, uh, I'll call on you when I'm sick, and I, the doctors can't help me, and nobody can help me. I'll call on you. I really don't need a lot of help, just a little bit of help, okay? And that's the that's the kind of spirit that the church has taken on an independent, independent, very independent spirit that the age that we're living living in, and we've missed the beauty of Jesus Christ. Am I right? We've missed it. Tell me, tell me where is the church that Jesus Christ is showing up this beautiful? Huh? When he comes in, he comes in this way. Tell me where is the church in Revelations chapter 1 when Christ comes in that church, you see that beauty. And, and do you know that as he is, we've got to be the same. As he is. And uh, you've got to have your wedding garment on. You have to be dressed up. And look at this. Look at this wonderful chapter when Daniel saw him. And then Daniel said alone. Notice. He said, I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. You think that he goes out there and he tells somebody that and begin to describe. They think he's crazy. Okay. He didn't see that. Oh, Daniel, that is he's getting off. You know, that poor Daniel, that old man. Tell him us what. Because they never saw it. And if you never see Jesus, okay, you have no revelation of Jesus, and you're saying that you've seen Jesus. Oh, I know, describe him. What did he say to you? Huh? What, 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 what did he say to you? Okay? But Daniel could describe him. And Daniel said, I alone saw him. Did you know there's only going to be a few people that's going to know and see? Huh? Jesus is not going to reveal himself to everybody. Oh, yes, he's got. No, he's not. When he rose from the dead, everybody didn't see him. When he was born as a baby, everybody didn't see him. And he lived for three, 33 and a half years in Israel. And most of them didn't recognize him. Away with him. We don't want him. And when he told them that he was the son of God, you think that they believed? Huh? Very few people that it was revealed to. And the same thing that's going on now. Uh, most people will never see a revelation of God or Jesus Christ. They'll never see him. You know why? Because of the hardness of the heart and belief. And, and we're sure that we have it. Well, I have it. I don't have to listen to anybody. I know it. That's your downfall. That's our downfall. See, and that's the downfall of the church. Okay? We are at the end of the age. Well, if Paul tells me I believe it, you're not living in Paul's day. You're not living in Paul's day. I'm telling you tonight. I'm telling you tonight. That we are at the end of the church age. Whether you believe it or not. That's where we are. And you would not believe if Paul was alive. Because many didn't. Many didn't believe it. This is serious. Okay. This is not a joke. The Bible is real. The Bible is the word of God. Okay. The Bible is the word of God. 
and somebody's going to believe it. Amen. I alone saw it. Would you stand if you if you alone saw something and nobody else see it? Would you? And they're saying, ah, oh, you didn't see nothing. They're contradicting you. You say one thing and they say another thing. Would you change if you know God showed you that? You've got to stand on your conviction. What did Daniel say? And I, Daniel, alone saw a division. What, what, what if there's a truth that's revealed to you? What if something God shows you and you're the only one he showed? And you have that conviction and you stand and you preach or you talk about it. And somebody say, well, where do you get that from? I don't believe that. Would you change it? Huh? I don't believe that. This church is of God. I believe that you should well, make a change. Would you change it because they don't believe? No. I alone saw it. And you've got a vision. You've got a conviction. You have a revelation. Stay with it. You stay with the revelation that God gives you. Well, you know. You don't understand that people. People. Will have. A spirit. Of rebellion in them. That needs to be cast out. Unbelief that needs to be cast out. We're in that age. But don't let that bother you. Don't let that bother you. You have to stand up for God. You don't stand because your children stand for God. Hey, if, 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 if your mother didn't, I'll use an example. If your mother didn't stand for God, would you stand for God? Who you serve? You're serving God because of your mother? Well, but what about your dad? Marina, what if your mom doesn't stand for God? Would you stand for God? What if Marina didn't stand for God? Would you? Or you'd follow my daughter? My daughter is right. No, it's Jesus is right. You don't follow your relatives anywhere. You stand for God and you love God independently. Well, it's lonely. It's only lonely because you're far from God. But you draw an eye to God. He draw an eye to you. There's nothing better. Sometimes you don't even want the phone to ring. Somebody say, I'm, I'm lonely. You're not lonely. When you have God, it's when you don't have God and you're waiting for gossip. Oh, I wish him. my cousin would call me so I could get gossip. I'm so lonely. And the Bible is right before you. But you wouldn't take up your Bible. You wouldn't take up the Bible. You'd rather wait for a phone call. I was coming over for prior meeting. What's not? That's not prior meeting. That's gossip. Because soon they get there, they have preachers for lunch. Maybe supper if they stay that long. Toasting. Amen. I alone saw that vision. And God can give you a, a, an assignment that nobody understands. But you understand it. And don't back up. You fulfill what God shows you to do. I alone saw the vision. Your brother might not see it. Your sister might not see it. Your auntie, your cousin, your grandma, your grandpa. What are you going to do? I alone saw the vision. My God. What a conviction. That's the title. I alone saw it. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. That's the title. Write that down. For, for the men that were with me. Look, 
Yeah, yeah. Brother, put it back to me. For the men that were with me saw not. They didn't see nothing. They didn't see a thing. And you can be in a church and you're the only one that sees and they don't see a thing. Why don't we change it? Change what? You didn't see a thing. You haven't seen a thing. See, that's the Bible. I know the Bible. I read it. I alone saw the vision. God will give you a vision and give you an order. Don't move and don't change it. And Daniel saw it. Alone saw the vision. And God will show you what he wants to do. And the devil said, you're not going to do it. I said, yes, devil. We are going to do it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you understand now what the word of God is? When God raised up a man or a woman, they're not afraid of nothing. They're not at the mercy of anything. The great urge that is in you. Well, you haven't met a man of God. If he's afraid, he's not a man of God. He stands there and he builds what God tells him to build. You say, what the building is falling. It might look lean. It might look like it's falling. But even when he stumbled, he rise up again. Do I fall seven times? And we're still standing. And though you fall seven times, I'll rise up again. And you rise up to build the house of God. You don't back up because somebody don't like it. They can't stop you. They can't stop you. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. And you know what? Before it's over, God's going to raise up another man, another woman, somebody else. They're going to come back and we chase the devil out of that church. Before you know it, the church come alive. And it's not a force or make-believe revival. Huh. I can't. They don't have a revival. No, we can't because of your spirit. If you're praying and seeking God, but when I'm praying, but you're not changing. Your prayers is not changing you. You can fast all you want to, but you're not changing. And you can say all you want to, oh, I'm holy, I'm righteous. That's words. That's words. I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me, they didn't see a thing. What a sad state. Huh? When you got, if you got men, women, elders, deacons, and they don't see a thing. Well, pastor, why don't you? If the blind leads the blind. Huh? Pastor, why don't you do this? Why don't you go? And they blind as a bat. And the pastor said, yes, yes. He becomes blind. There were about three blind mice. The blind leading the blind. You got to get your eyes open. We don't follow blind people. At least I don't. You don't know the word of God. You're telling me the word of God. And we're blind as Bartimaeus. You got to get the word. Get the word in your heart. Get your eyes open first. Amen. Daniel said, I alone. Am I in the scripture? Am I interpreting the scripture? I saw the vision alone. They didn't see it. The men didn't see it. And most of the congregation don't see a thing. 
But they like to talk. They like to come and give instruction. They haven't seen a thing. Well, I did this. When you're doing it, you won't say nothing about it. It will come out. We'll see it. It reveal itself. Don't tell me. It will come out. Let me find out for myself. Said, and I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw nothing. Not the vision. They had no clue, no idea. They didn't see Christ. They didn't see his beauty. Amen. And but a great quaking fell upon them. Have you noticed that here? When you don't see nothing, you shape everything. Hmm? Somebody says, there's not going to be a church there. I just oh my God. Oh my God, no church. But I don't have to quake. I've seen a vision. God told me that he will build a church. Amen. God told me that. Upon this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. We need a church that will stand up. If you're looking for a tavern or a bar, this is not it. If you get drunk, it will be in the spirit. Not because you put, you know what I'm talking about. No, not because we're drinking something else. There's a quaking. You know when somebody's afraid and shocked and quaking and something is happening. Something is, but I don't know what it is. Oh, we need God. And God was revealing himself. The Lord was revealing his beauty and Daniel saw it. There's got to be a man that will see God work. When everybody else is shaking and quaking, you stand on a rock. And I shall not be moved. You need to shout. Come on, church. You need to shout. Hmm? Everybody's just getting all up. But in the midst of the storm, you see Christ. That's what we need. You need a revelation of Jesus Christ. You preach it until the roof comes off. Come on, you preach it until the devil runs. I alone saw the vision. And he didn't care if anybody else saw it. He preached it. God show you the pattern of a church. Don't care if anybody believe it. Preach the word of God. Be instant in season and out of season. I saw it. And the Lord said, what did the Lord say to him in, in, uh, in Revelation? The things that you see. What thou seest, write in a book. You got to see it. The thing is that we don't see a thing and we want to talk. No? Look, this is a powerful church right here. We'll save you and change you if you listen. But whether you listen or not, the church is the church. I alone saw the vision. No, he didn't see nothing. Oh, this one saw it and this one see it. And we know brother so and so, he didn't see a thing. Oh, sister, come over. Let's have a meeting. Don't go to church tonight. That church don't tell you anything. Come on. Come on. See? You need to stay in the word of God and not be influenced. I alone. You can't beat that. That's the word of God. I alone saw the vision. And the other main word is shaking and quaking. A, man, a man's got to be a man. 
You don't shake it. But they're quaking and they're shaking. Is it right up there? I saw. But they saw that division, right? Notice here. For the men that were with me saw not the vision. What are you going to do with those men or those women who didn't see the vision? What are you going to do with them? Tell me. Are you going to just stand there and forget that you saw anything? Or are you going to preach it? Whether they believe it or not. Huh? Whether they like it or not. Whether they hear it or not. When God give you a word and you see something about God, preach it. I alone saw the vision. My Lord, I feel good tonight. For the men that were with me saw not the vision. I can't blame it if you don't see nothing. You're coming to church a long time, but you're focused on the wrong. Uh, you're looking at the wrong thing. I alone saw it. But a great quaking fell upon them. So look what they did. Look what they did. They fled. To hide themselves. They run away. They fled. Oh let's get out of here. Let's hide myself. I don't know what's going on. Something is going on. They saw nothing. But they run away. They hide themselves. I didn't know that those scriptures were in the Bible. No you didn't. But I knew. This book. That's why when you know this book. You stand on the Bible. And you stand up for the word of God. The word of God is not. Something that you play with or it's here to make you nice and feel good. It's here to change. It's here to stop you. Okay? Where you cuss like a sailor, you drink and you carry on. Or you do this or, or you won't listen and you, you know, you go right back to what you came from. Huh? You have no victory, no deliverance. So you don't want to hear the, you don't want to hear the word of God so you can be delivered. We need deliverance, all of us. They went and quaked and, hide, and hid themselves. Instead of coming to the light. Instead of saying, Daniel, tell me what you saw. Reveal it. They didn't want that. It was easier to hide. You know, compromise. I don't want to get in trouble. You're fighting, man. You're a soldier. Trouble is your name. Amen. When it comes to the things of God, trouble is your name. Defender of the faith. Defend the word of God. Well, I don't want to upset anybody. You are to upset everybody that doesn't see the vision, doesn't believe. That's it. That's what it says. Fight. Well, I don't want to get in. Yeah, you, but you're already involved. Okay, in the next verse. Therefore, what happened? I was left alone and saw this great vision. You know what happened? Here. When you leave, you think that's it. No, God, it's not over. It's only over if God leave you. But look what he saw, the great vision. And there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness, look at that. My comeliness was stirred in me into corruption. Man, that man, he got sick there, I think. And I retained no strength. He was weak. Look at this powerful. If, if, he was not, if, if he was a man of God, he wouldn't get sick. Ask this man up there who saw a powerful vision. Hmm? And there was no strength in him. 
Is the word of God wonderful? What else is there? Yet heard I the voice. Look at this. Yet, although I was sick, weak, and everything, I heard the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face. You got all your... Daniel, Daniel, you had a vision. And my face, that's it, that's it, towards the ground. Try that sometimes. Lay flat on his face. You've tried that sometimes? I'm bald. Tell God you need help. Try that sometime. Don't, don't fight the church. Just get on your face and begin to cry out and bawl. And you might even fall asleep like that. And don't worry, God gives you rest. Many times, most time I need Lord to pray at night, I fall asleep. I said a few words and that's it. Because God understands and God will bless you. And God will touch you. He said, yet heard I the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face. And my face towards the ground. Next verse. And behold, and hand touched me. What? A hand touched me. Now, now wait, wait. If you know Ezekiel, remember that hand that was on Ezekiel chapter what? One? When the wheel, within the wheel, we're talking about, and there was a hand, the arm of a man, and hand, that's the one you need to touch you. Hand of the Lord. Jesus just read and touched him. And hand touched me and set me upon my knees and upon my, my palms of my hand. If I was, if I was, could get up, but I'm afraid, get, get, getting down and getting up. See, but you need out. On your knees and your palms, and you begin to pray. See, that's what he was on his face, and the Lord got him up. Okay, and set him upright. Verse 11 says, And he said unto me, O Daniel, O Daniel, a man, notice, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood up trembling. You see how you approach God? Fear, respect, not bold. Not bold. Humble yourself. Don't utter strong words in his presence when you come. That's why they, those living creatures, what do they say? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. They didn't have anything else to say. See, the, was it the publican and the Pharisee? The Pharisee got up there and, oh God, I fast so many days and look at me. And I did that, but look at that little sinful publican over there. Oh my God, he doesn't do anything for God and look at him, but look at me. said, I know it. You're a hypocrite when you do that. You, you, you don't know God. You're kidding yourself. You don't know God. That's 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 being wrong. But that that uh, publican got down there and said, "Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner." That's how we approach God, because there's none of us righteous. And even Daniel, with all of this vision, he got up trembling. Try that. Try that. You look back and say, "God, you deliver you deliver me from the tavern, from the the bar. You deliver me from the street. You deliver me from drugs. 
You deliver me from prison. That's the way you pray to God. You go to God and say, Lord, remember me. I'm the one you deliver from the uh, from the, the street under the bridge. And I did not nothing. That's what you were saying. From poverty, you deliver me. Remember God that. And look at what you've done for me now. Look, I've got a hundred dollars in my pocket when I didn't have any. That's you begin to you begin to give don't be proud and say, Look what I have, I did it all by myself, my education. I was, no, no, no. You lose it. But you begin to say, Lord, please help me. I need you every hour. Eh? No matter what God do for you, humble yourself. That's why he said Israel exalted themselves. And they wouldn't give glory to God. And that's what happened to the churches. You know, oh, I'm rich. We don't need nothing. We've got everything. Oh, beautiful church. You don't show off. You don't show off. You see? You don't show off. You humble yourself. Amen? Letty will tell you and Andre will tell you. That's how we got this building. I got this building without anybody signing for it. Because a lot of people wouldn't sign for it. How are we going to lose our house? That's a lie. And the people try. And we went over there and got the building. Amen. You remember? God gave it to us. Because God honor and, and faith. I believe God. Amen. God sent a man out of town. That we never to help us. Never know. And he, he actually came to fight us. But he turned around loving us. I said, I want to help you. And God used him to help us to get the mortgage. The same man that they sent to fight us. God used him. You don't, you don't, know, you don't know faith and the history. I can tell you all night. God encourages you. Remember? Huh? The guy came here to overturn me. They sent for him. Another church was trying to fight me. And what happened? The man came here. And he likes us. And said, I want to help you. And he told me, he said, look, I'm going to get not only that, but he said, I'm going to help you to get a $50,000 gift deed. The seller. That's a miracle. They, they, they got the, 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 the loan officer asked me, said, I don't know how you did it. Right, don't you? Am I right, brother? He came all the way from down, down south. Yeah, we didn't know him. One day I saw this guy showed up on my doorstep and asked him who he is. And he said he's working for them. They want to chew us out. Want to rip us out. He's the one that helped us. Banks turn us down. People in the church that didn't want to sign. Didn't want to help us. But God did it. And we got this building without having a credit. You don't get that. You don't get that. And we've never was ever late. Not one day with a mortgage. In 20 years. Our light turned off in 20 years. Awesome God. That's why I praise him. That's why I praise him. Nobody signed for this building. Nobody. But God. Miracle. Sitting at the. At the corner of grace and bliss. I serve God. And people coming right now. To help us. Beautified. I went out there because I don't go there too much. And I look and it's coming up so nice. Nice flowers and nice trees going to be out there. What a fresh. You feel the freshness? They're going to put. Widen the driveway down there. Concrete. Starting tomorrow. All of this happening while I'm upstairs studying the Bible. Don't have to get up and go out there. Not even have to hardly look out there. 
What a God we serve. So Sunday come, I in the week I preach the word of God. That's why I serve it. I've seen the miracles. Amen. I've seen the miracles of God. 